0: This is a City of Crestview podcast.
1: Welcome to season three of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm the public information manager for the City of Crestview. Our mission here at the city is to improve the quality of life by providing exceptional municipal services to our citizens. And we believe that fostering community engagement through open and transparent communication is one of the many ways we can achieve that mission. So let's get started. Hello Crestview and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Uh, Today's episode's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, that's right. I'm going to do that for this year 2022. I'm going to be pumped. So I'm pumped for this episode because I have two guests here from the Northwest Florida State College um, Aviation Center of Excellence. It's the aviation program at the college. Did I say that right? Yes. Right. Okay. So (laughs) joining me today, I have um, Michael Trailer, who is over professional pilot technology and um, the unmanned vehicle systems operations, a UAV program, unmanned aerial vehicles, um, drones, to right. put it in layman's terms. Uh, Michael, thanks for being here. And I also have um, uh, Mr. Glenn Bracken, is that correct? Um, and Glenn is over the aviation airframe mechanics, along with uh, Professor Chris uh, Abadea, is that? Okay. Okay, and then that uh, he's not here, but that's okay. Um, we're still going to talk about that program and the other program. So, first of all, gentlemen, I want to say thank you both for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time to come down to City Hall and talk with me and uh, about some of the things that the college has going on. It's something that I think is kind of exciting. And one of the reasons why we wanted to get you on was because this program is based here in the north end of the county, yeah. right? So there is a center um, at, off of Airport Road in the north end of uh, Okaloosa County. I'm to say Crestview. It's not technically in the city limits, but
0: <laughs> it's... It's, it, it's really close.
1: Yeah. So. It's so
0: close you got to check the top of the garbage cans to see.
1: <laughs> yes, that's a waste pro joke. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So uh, you guys are right off Airport Road. If you've been through there recently, uh, you share a building with uh, Dr. Shue, the Shue Foundation. Um. And uh or it is one building, right? There's two buildings. It's the, two buildings. The, okay, so it's like a compound. The All right.
0: Front building at on at the corner of John Gibbons and Airport uh is where the AMP program and aviation center of excellence is. The Shoe Foundation uh has part of the building and then the building behind them is their I think it's their Innovation Center North.
1: Okay all right and uh so you teach classes um there now uh glenn i'm going to start with this one because yours is a little bit different and then uh, michael will go to yours and we will see what we can do so you've got the aviation airframe mechanics now the students come to that location uh to do that because when we talked about this a little bit before but it's what you call clocked hours is that correct
2: yes sir uh and and just so the audience kind of knows a little bit about that um our students, uh, when they come out, it's, it's basically seven hours a day of instruction, uh, Monday through Thursdays. So what you're looking at is basically like a full-time job. And, and so it's, it's a lot of on-the-job training, a lot of hands-on and, uh, and, and we have them for that length of time. Uh, I can get into the hours a little bit if, you, if you'd like to know a little bit more about that.
1: Well, I'm sure there's a, I guess there's probably an overall have to have for the program, correct? Is that right?
2: Yes, sir. Uh, the, the first courses that they take are called the general classes. And uh, there's a total of four of them. And they, they make up a total of 450 hours of instruction. So uh, we can complete all four of those uh, in their very first semester. Wow. Can, can they do
1: them concurrently? Is that part of uh, what it is?
2: Yes. Okay. And, and, and that's the beauty of it because what, one thing that, that makes our program stand out from a lot of AMP programs is that we do what's called block style instruction. In other words, they, uh, when they come in, they're doing seven hours a day, four days a week, and they're doing one class and one class only until we finish all of that material and then we move to the next class. So it's a prerequisite, you've got to finish this, you've got to pass it in order to move to the next class.
1: Well, and I guess that makes sense in what you guys all are doing is because all that stuff's foundational and builds and builds and builds and builds. I mean, you can't just go, here's a wrench, go take that flange off of that. You know, I mean, if you don't know, (laughs) if you don't even know what you're working with or what you're working on or how to use the tools. I assume you may even have some students that show up that aren't even used to using hand tools or Absolutely. Any of that other type of stuff. Um,
2: and just a good case in point that you brought up. So in the very first class, uh, they have to learn basic math and physics skills that they're going to have to use down the road. Uh, same thing with what you mentioned about tools. Uh, we don't make the assumption that everybody's got a dad that has a, it's a shade tree mechanic, and and we work on that stuff, uh, you know, uh, behind the house. So we we teach it from that aspect that, uh, well, you know, this is a screwdriver, and not trying to insult your intelligence, but you you may you may have never used one. Right. So we're going to show you the right way to do that, and and we do that with all those tools, and and as they build foundations in each of those classes, it prepares them for that next class.
1: Okay. And so. When you're when you're doing this, you know, we we mentioned that it was aviation airframe mechanics. Um, So, I mean, like what what are the students working on? What are they learning how to fix when they're when they're taking this course?
2: Okay, a very good question. Um, Basically, uh, we're we're taking them in the the general courses. We're we're teaching them basically generalized skill sets uh, that all A&P mechanics need to know. Uh, Okay, hold on. What's what's A&P? Airframe and power plant. Okay. So in other words, when when you finish the entire program, that is the goal is for that student to get their certification in both the airframe and the power plant section. Uh, But they have to have those general skills and part of that is we have to learn how to safety wire. All mechanics have to know how to do that. Uh, Building fluid lines, whether it be rigid or whether it be the brake type flexible lines, they have to learn those skills. They even have to learn about basic electricity and electronics. How, how does that stuff work? Uh, we, we also give them practical projects where they, they take what they've learned in the classroom and they apply those skills by putting their hands on it. And uh, uh, they, they, uh, they finish up that semester in the generals with actually learning how to run airplane engines and actually perform taxis. And, and those type of functions uh, as far as uh, 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 being able to uh, do a lot of those things that a mechanic would generally have to do. In other words, uh, I want them to, when we finish those general classes, to be able to, uh, hey, take that airplane out. I want you to run the engine. Let's, let's check it. Let's service it and just know those basics because what you're trying to train them is for the workforce right so the 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 more you can give them those skill sets including soft skill sets you know how to do the paperwork those kind of things and they're they're learning all those things and putting them together and uh, and and so far it's working very well with our students cool.
1: yeah so i mean it's interesting that you mentioned that i didn't even think about the taxing part and the other stuff i i hadn't considered that my past life I I had another career I was a mechanic for a long time and so if you can't operate it the basics of it you can't you don't understand what a healthy engine is supposed to sound like or what the hydraulics are supposed to function like exactly. you can't fix them cuz you don't know that they're broken right so that's a uh, that that was something i hadn't even considered but um i wonder how many people do that and then go you know what i think i i want to be a pilot and then they go talk to <laughs> then they go talk to michael about it <laughs> there've
0: been a couple that you know that uh they've been on the fence in which program or they they've talked to us about I'm going to do this one and then I'm going to do the other one yeah uh-huh. uh, so
1: yeah I mean that that's it's kind of cool cuz I mean if I was a person that was going to fly uh which just sounds wild in itself right being in a vehicle that flies through the air I would want to know a lot about how that vehicle works because it's a lot different than just driving from work and home and home to work. Although I do say this, and I'm probably going to get some hate on it, but I think a lot of the general public should spend a little bit more time just understanding how their vehicle works as well. The one that they drive daily because I see people on the road driving things. And I'm just like, man, I need oil, them, right? right? Now, What's that? They need oil sometimes, yeah. right? <laughs> that thing sounds like the ball joints are falling out. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should check that. That out. <laughs> yeah no um okay so so with your program um uh Glenn you you go in it it starts in the fall uh so I'm assuming yes. when you start registering it'd be late summer when you want to try to get into that program or and then the way that works is you're in that program through that entire that time frame so you get those hours and you go through that process until you finish yes
2: and 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 just just to give the audience another little view so As I said, the general courses are 450 hours, okay? And the airframe program, in comparison, is 900 hours alone. And the power plant is an additional 900 hours. So you're looking at 2,250 hours total uh, hands-on and classroom instruction.
1: I was going to say a lot of that classroom instruction is hands-on while you're you're doing it. Uh,
2: Because a lot of times what we'll do, we'll do lectures and we'll... We'll go into things, and then we try to put that into action uh, by putting our hands on it, and, and just it's it's just a great reinforcement tool. Uh, and like I said, it's like a it's like a regular job because uh, we're with these uh, students for seven hours a day, four days a week, and uh, you know it's you 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 start really kind of seeing as a as a teacher you know wh- whether they're getting it or not and and I'm really proud of this first class we've got uh, I believe it's an exception to the rule and
1: they're they're all doing quite well. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) I hope everyone who's going to be a mechanic on an airplane or a jet or helicopter is doing quite well. Um, So uh, Michael, now you're doing professional pilot technology and then the UAV program now. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, I want to spend a little bit more time talking about the UAV program um, because I think that's something that might be a little bit more accessible probably to the average person. Cause you said that with your professional pilot technology, they need a pilot's license already, right? Right. Uh, so that means they've got their hours in, they've done some testing, they have one certification and, and stuff like that.
0: And, uh, and one of the things we're doing is, and is looking for uh, making this more available uh, okay, for everybody. So we we were reaching out to, to for scholarships and things like that because I've got a lot of students who come in and go, "Hey, I want to go to the professional pilot program, but I don't I don't have my pilot's license yet." Uh, so we're we're directing them to funding sources to help fund oh, wow. their initial certi- certificate, like the AOPA Foundation has got several scholarships that will help what's, you pay. What's the AOPA? Uh, it's the uh, Airplane Owners and Pilots Association. Okay, you can uh, find them online. Yeah. Uh, They've got a lot of uh, scholarships that help you pay for that initial certification. So once you have that, uh, you can start taking uh, our flight component classes. But if you don't have it at the the time you want to come into the program, uh, you can still come into the program, take the academic courses. You just won't be able to move on to what we call the technical core cohort, where you're actually going to be in the airplane until you have your private private, pilot land.
1: Okay, so, so so if I had a private pilot's license, I come to you, I take this course. When I get done with this course, then I have a commercial pilot's license. Is that how it uh, works? By
0: the time you get done with us, you uh, you would have an, an associate's in uh, professional pilot technology. You would have your commercial, your instrument rating, multi-engine, uh, and your certified flight instructor. And you also have an option to get your uh, certified flight instructor instrument. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so... You would come through and get multiple certifications uh, through the program uh, and by the time we get done. And the goal is, uh, you know, a lot of the folks are, uh, if they want to go fly for their airlines, they're looking to build up to what they call the Airline Transport Pilot Certification, or ATP. Uh, so we're working towards getting that authority with the FAA to, to be able to make them eligible for the restricted uh, ATP based off our program as well. So
1: that's one where you're, you're faring actual people. in right. the in That's, the aircraft.
0: that's one where you're going to go fly for the airlines. You have to have that restrict uh, the ATP certificate. For
1: that. Uh, yeah. I imagine that one's a lot more right. uh, stringent than the one where you're just flying Amazon packages or right. postal service so or groceries or something. For or,
0: ATP, you have to have 1500 hours, um, uh, uh, of flight time, which is a lot of time in an airplane. Uh, so, with colleges and degrees, uh, once everything's done with the FAA, uh, colleges have a, can cut that time down for you. So for two-year degrees, uh, that time goes from 1,500 to 1,250. Okay. And for a four-year degree, it goes down to 1,000.
1: Is that because they feel like while you're flying, you're getting instruction at the same time?
0: Well, you're you're also taking academic classes. Okay. In several areas for aerodynamics, aviation safety.
1: So you're learning some of the actual physics of flying, right? And some other things
0: so about. you're you're getting the physics, you're getting into uh, aircraft performance, components, the air traffic control system. You're learning all these things. You, you want you have to take aviation weather, uh, human factors, all these different uh, come into play uh, for that. And we we've already set that up, and the the UAV program. Or UVSO program, and the pilot share several classes because they're both operating in the national airspace. Yep. So, if you're no matter what you fly, you still have to know uh, aerodynamics. You have to understand what aviation law is. Yeah, because that means if,
1: you're still operating a vehicle in right. the air. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> whether it's and, got a person in it or not.
0: And especially in this area, you think about all the uh, military operations we have going sure. on here commercial operations that are flying out of Bob Sykes, uh, Eglin, Destin, you know, uh, I, whatever you're flying, you still need to know uh, what the law is, what you can do, what, are, how to mitigate risk, how to do, do everything safely. And that's what the programs are set up to do is get you that foundational knowledge and get you to where you're operating as safe as possible in the national airspace. And building that professionalism while we're doing that. So that's one of the things employers are going to to look for is uh, that you're a competent professional uh, individual. So both programs have a big flying component to them uh, because, you know, uh, we want to make sure that you're safe and you know how to operate everything and, and do a good
1: Okay. So if you come in to do the UAV program, though, you don't have to have any – you don't have to have a pilot's license or any experience or anything like that. No, and,
0: and there, that's not a restricted program for uh, you. Just come in, and your normal college requirements, uh, and start taking classes. And uh, it's a two-year degree, and the the plan and the goal of the program is we're going to take you from flying the small quadcopters all the way up to the big uh, our big fixed wing systems, uh, and teach you a multitude of different skills. Uh, uh, even getting into photogrammetry and mapping, all oh, these kinds of things. That's really cool. So, it to meet the industry needs, we've got companies around here that are looking for people to do mapping missions. And, yeah, I bet the mapping, mapping thing is probably huge. something that's very big. Yeah. Uh, because then you get construction, precision agriculture, all these things, which are UAV centric. Uh, not and not also with public safety law enforcement, things like that. And a lot of our local law enforcement agencies have uh, UAS teams, and there's several in Oakland County. So having that foundational knowledge helps do that. You get, uh, 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 they can go out and do damage surveys, uh, uh, a lot of inspections. So instead of sending somebody up a 1,400 t- foot tower, you can send a UAS up there uh, for a quarter of the cost and. Uh, a whole lot faster than you can. Right. And they're doing power line inspections, road road track inspections, all kinds of things. Bridge
1: inspections, I imagine, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, okay. That's that's um that's a side of it I hadn't thought about. So I do media, I do communication. So when I think of it, most of the time what I'm thinking of is flying one to do film or photography or things like that. You know, and I'm sure that in, in order to do that commercially, which I don't do it commercially, I do it uh, for the government but in order to do it commercially like if i wanted to go out and i wanted to sell my services as a photographer with a drone right i would need that that you, certification would, you have license to
0: joke. if you're going to do that uh operation for anything that can be deemed as commercial and yeah. that, and you would have to operate under uh it's uh title 14 code of federal regulation part 107 okay and so when you hear somebody in aviation say it's FAR or part, what they're talking about is the Code of Federal Regulations, and uh, Part 107 governs uh, unmanned uh, aerial systems. So if you're going to do anything commercial, you have to be licensed under that. Uh, hobbyists have to go through the trust Pro- assist program that just came out, but if you're going to come out here and you want to market uh uh, you're going to do the part 107. And that's what we're, we're geared that program to is uh, how do you use it as, as a business? How do you do it? Uh, uh, making sure that you're, you're completely legal, making sure you're safe. Because a lot of times, you know, you're thinking about flying a UAS. And, you know, uh, when I was going through classes, I was thinking about well, what, what human factors could there be uh, for flying a drone. Well, let's talk about Florida. Um, uh, you're sitting there at the controller, it's, uh, 90 degrees out, you're sweating, you're dehydrated. Uh, you know, you, there's a lot of things that play into it. So we teach you how to be aware of all these things. And one of the classes is basically how to set up the business and think about all the regulations you got to deal with, Yeah. how to are you going to be an llc or are you going to be an s corp or are you going to be a corporation
1: wow okay i mean that's really cool that you you're covering uh a cuz that's that's helpful because just having that license to fly it is only a small oh, yeah. <laughs> portion of
0: so and so we're we're going through when we talk about the alert regulations in aviation law uh what what uh, how are you going to incorporate your business how are you going to do everything and so that's one of the projects that students have to do is build this business uh, and and uh, make sure they're operating them. How are you going to handle your employees? Are you going to attend 99 of Are they going to be full time? Are they going to be part time? What are you going to do with that? And get them thinking along those lines uh, and, and just make sure it's as safe as possible. So, and that, that's one of the ways we're gearing the, the program is the goal is for all of our programs is our students come into the program and leave the program with a job
1: yeah and be prepared to be professionally right. successful yeah
0: because yeah. no one's no one wants to go i, I certainly don't want any student to come in and go uh I, I went through the program and i can't get hired because i the you know I, no one's looking for this yeah uh, so that's why it's important that we, we make sure that you're getting the skill sets either a a p uh, mechanics or pilots or or UAV pilots that the industry is looking for.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where your value comes from, right? Like your education becomes valuable when you can actually get employment and in, right. in something that you actually went to school for. I mean, you know, you don't, I know people that have degrees and then they do, you know, something completely yeah, <laughs> different and than whatever. And they have I, a degree I had with. a
0: friend of mine that, you yeah. know, had this really cool degree, but couldn't get a job in that right. field. And I went, I, but part of that was locality because that you know that career field is mainly in the, the northwest, northeast of the United States. Okay. And they didn't want to leave yeah. uh, the Panhandle because it's the Panhandle.
1: Yeah. Well, I have a I have a, a close friend that that's an engineer. He has an engineer. Well, he's not a full engineer because you get your degree and then you have to spend some time working under one. Um, but he has an engineering degree in um uh, like uh the whichever one's related to. It's one of the more top end ones that's related to. Uh, gosh, I'm not even going to try Anyways, <laughs> it's one of the more complicated ones I know that But he sells insurance mm-hmm. Because when he got done with school He didn't want to leave the area he was living in He lives in Colorado And right. when he talked to everyone When he talked to Boeing When he talked to... Um, uh, a bunch of, uh, a few of the other ones, I like can't a few of the others. They were interested in hiring right. him, but they were like, you're going to have to move to Alabama. or You're going to have to move to Georgia or South Carolina or like Florida. And he was just like, I don't really want to do that. I want to stay in Colorado. And they're like, well, we can't, we, we can't. Yeah, you. <laughs> and
0: that's the thing. Uh, you want to be able to, to have that employment where you want to be at. Yeah. Uh, so that's for me. One of the things is we, we want to make sure that we're hooking these students up uh, with uh, good placement services, things like that, trying to develop that pipeline from student coming out of high school or student changing career, and then going through the program and then on to the occupation. Okay. Uh, yeah. And and that's the kind of the goal is uh, we want everybody that's going to come into it. its a career tech ed program. So we want you to come in and get the what you need for that that. Ed- career,
1: um, on the back end of it. Right. All right. So, um, we've got a few minutes left here, so I told you the time was going to go fast. <laughs> we've got a few minutes left. So, uh, c- a couple of the highlights to cover. So, uh, Glenn, your program, uh, if someone wanted to participate in that, that'd be, uh, again in the fall, right?
2: Yes, sir. And, uh, my understanding mm-hmm. is that they, they have opened up a pre-enrollment January the 14th, which okay. was last Friday. And so if, if people are interested, they can actually go and, and do a pre-enrollment um, to uh, look into getting in that program. And I, I will tell you, it will probably fill up very fast uh, because, uh, you know, there, there's lots of other things. You were talking about jobs. Well, my very first class in the fall, when we were at the tail end of the fall, would you believe half of the class got hired part-time with a local company? Here in Crestview, working uh, air, aerospace and aviation, and they said they would work around their school schedule. Wow. And so, so that, they were in
1: need of yes uh, of help. Uh, yeah.
2: So, so there is definitely a demand, and and uh, we we're hoping that we can supply that demand uh, there at the Aviation Center of Excellence. Uh, another indicator we had a we had a uh, airline come to talk to our students yesterday. Uh, I've got another uh, aviation group coming in on the 27th and uh, uh, you know with these things happening, uh, I, I believe we're going to get greater visibility and and there's going to be a lot more opportunities for uh, our students coming out of this program.
1: Okay so so uh, you can find the college online in wFsc.edu. I believe is that's correct. Right. Yes. And so uh, if you want to enroll, register, things like that. And then, Michael, your program is functions a little bit more traditionally, right? So right. every every semester there's classes that open up that you can get now, into once you're accepted into the college.
0: When they go to the website, they just click Apply Now, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll get them to the queue to notify us that, uh, hey, we have students that are interested. And that's when uh, we, we start reaching out to them. We have an application that they do for professional pilot. Yeah,
1: you were telling me it's a little different. So there's like yeah. a drug screening, background checks, right. and other things like that. And uh, that's for both programs. For, for both programs. For, yeah. for yes.
0: airframe uh, and for pilot, uh, there's an application process. They're called selective program admissions, uh, and, and that's just because of uh, potential liability issues, things like that. And we we've got to go through some steps to make sure everything's done correctly. Uh, with the pilot program, it's going to be uh, operating under Part One Forty One, so there there's certain FAA and TSA requirements we have to meet. Okay. And you know, the, just this way we we check all the boxes and make sure that everybody's doing everything correctly.
1: Cool. All right. Well, uh, gentlemen, I for, I want to say thank you both for coming by and uh, filling me in on this stuff. I think this is a a really awesome opportunity for the north end of the county i'm i know students can come from the south end of the county too but i like whenever we get to have things that are you know the north end of the county i think it's pretty cool um and then things that serve the Cressy area the greater Cressy area things like that as well um i'm i am uh, pumped that the college did this i'm 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 glad you guys came by to talk about it because i was really um interested in it um uh, as far as finding out what was going on out there and what the college was doing and, and all that, it sounds like it's a really great program. Either one of them, it sounds like you guys are really preparing uh, people to enter the workforce when they're ready to and the, get done.
0: Right now, we're looking at a a sort of uh, in the future, near, near very near future, as there's a, a pilot shortage now, uh, and Boeing came out with a study last year that between now and 2040, they're going to need about 132,000 pilots. Wow. And 130,000 technicians, A and P techs. Wow! So it's a a a field that's expected
1: to expected to grow uh,
0: in great demand in the in the local area. So we've got we've had a lot of interest uh, in hiring students. Uh, You know, we talk about the airline that they they have program the airlines have programs now, which was kind of unheard of before, where they'll actually hire you while you're in flight training and pay you uh, while you're in flight training and then pay for your flight training. Cool. Uh so it, there's those programs too. So we're what we're, we're what we're working on is getting all that set up and hook students up to where they can get into those kind of programs and uh offset the cost of all the flight training because flight training is very expensive.
1: Yeah, I imagine.
0: So and that's why we're we're looking at all the different ways, scholarships and things like that, to offset that and make it affordable uh for everybody.
1: Okay. Well, so uh, check it out at the college, uh, Northwest Florida State College. You can find them online. Um, Running out of time here, so I'm just going to say thank you always to everyone that takes time to engage with us uh, civically. uh, Listen to the podcast. Thank you to WAZ and WJSB for playing these Saturday morning. And that's going to do it for this one. Thanks, Crestview.